All right, it is once again that time we are hitting the books. Bowl edition number two, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Home of multiple loge boxes for Lions playoff games. He is Joey Kanish. I'm merely Brad Powers. Zach Phillips at the controls producing what we call this great show. Before we talk what we just saw as far as bowl games and a current one going on right now, we'll get to some of the picks that we have for the upcoming week's games. And then, uh, as always, hit the books on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Circus Sports. You can bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. It's Circus Sports. Experience the big app bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits, lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and more. It's sports betting on the go. It's never been better. You can download fun and bet like a pro from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Get your new bookie today at circusports.com. Kanish, before we talk college, I got to talk about the Detroit Lions, seven straight covers. And I got to ask you, it's not only a possibility. We're talking almost likely with the, you look at their schedule coming up. I mean, there's not an unwinnable game on that schedule the next three weeks. Detroit, seven straight man, covers and seven more wins to go, baby. Three <laughs> to finish the regular season and then four to hold the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> Uh, can't I, I saw the can't? I mean, I tell you what, there there were some Campbell Coach of the Year numbers that uh, I think I'm gonna j- j- jump off my roof that I didn't bet uh, during the middle of the season. Granted, I don't know if anybody could have seen this uh, this strong of a turnaround coming, but they are live, they are live, baby. And if old uh, apparently old Jalen hurt shoulder, not uh, feeling too well, uh, I don't know if there's anybody in the NFC that uh, wants to see this Lions team in the playoffs. So. The yeah, 49ers? That'll be I hey, Niners, not and listen, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, bring them on, baby. Any we we can win anywhere with this team. So uh <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they I, I know I was on uh You Better You Bet last week and uh Costo said, you know how this is gonna end, right? It's losing to the Packers in Green Bay in week eighteen, uh to, to the ruin that and that would be yeah, very Lions. Right. So I'm gonna pretend that uh that, that scenario is not going to play out, but we'll see. At least it's been a nice run to, to get back into it. And on some great Hitman and Pozzola trolling here with, uh, you know, the, they were all oh, Lions, best fail, all the public square. Oh, I should have bet everything on regular season win under. Well, what happened? What happened? All the numbers cash, baby. They did. And then some, and they're not done yet either. So, uh Kudos for them. Uh, obviously, a major turnaround. One, one of the biggest turnarounds we've seen in season of any NFL team ever. Uh, let's talk some college football. Did you get a chance to catch anything on Saturday? I know there's a lot of NFL going on, a lot of exciting NFL. We were talking about a 33-point come from behind win for the Vikings. Uh, did you catch any of the bowl games, the first eight or nine, and any early observations that you got? Yeah, you know, I was uh, I basically just uh, just even, you know uh, on the couch for about twelve hours Saturday, uh, taking in the bowl games. Um, unfortunately, I also took in the first half and third quarter of this game. The, the dump. I don't. Jim Mora should get a statue for getting this team to six wins. Because oh my god, I just had a uh, guy in the group chat text me. I, I don't think the UConn would win the Patriot League. Because oh my <laughs> god, I don't know how this. Well, team- Holy Cross would beat them. Uh, yeah, right. I agree. Uh, so honestly, uh, you know what? Um, 
I would say the bowl, the first three bowl games were uh, not particularly appealing. Uh, I think you've seen some of the, I mean, Florida was a total no-show. Wazoo was a no-show. Uh, to be honest, I, 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 I watched about 15 minutes of the Fenway Bowl. However, the night slate, uh, our Southern Miss Golden Eagles came through. I, I, it was, you know, 73. They're on the, the 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 fourth and one on the goal line, and I'm like, oh my god, you know that. As soon as they kicked that field goal, I said, you know what, I that that feels like a bad omen. And then all of a sudden, they're down a touchdown in the second half. But thankfully, uh, we got the cover there. Uh, I think that was definitely the right side. Um, and you know what, I, I mean, the even the, the late games, a little bit of uh, at least we had some drama. So overall, a decent slate uh, started off a little slow, but. Hopefully uh, we, we get the, now a little bit more into the cream of the crop of bowl season. Yeah. I mean, for me, early impressions are, I'm not really surprised by too much. Uh, it was clear Florida and Washington state no showed. I, unfortunately I was on the right side with the Fresno game, but uh, I was part of that Florida steam. I took them at 11 close seven and a half and no chance, no chance in hell there. Uh, I, I mean, it was clear, though. They just, they just didn't have it. I mean, bad on me. I thought Jack Miller could throw the football. He couldn't. They got dominated at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I, on the other games, I don't know. I thought that, you know, the, the games are, I mean, a group of five teams are ready to play. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see some lackadaisical effort. I, UAB, Miami, Ohio finish was nice. SMU, BYU finish, as far as excitement, was nice. Uh, so far, unders have been probably more and it's understandable with the opt-outs and that was my line line of thinking coming into it i mean we've had six of the eight games go under the only two were you know a group of five teams with no opt-outs so i'll be tracking that you know as we move along you know the the, the marshall game going on right now that would move the sunbelt to three and oh in bowl games sunbelt folks uh it's not the sunbelt conference from 15 years ago is the worst uh i mean it's making headways of being maybe the best group of five conference. I know the Americans up there, but my goodness, the Sun Belt right now look, looking sharp. But uh, yeah, and no, no big surprise. The biggest one is probably the Celebration Bowl, FCS. I mean, may, maybe shouldn't have been surprised that, you know, Dion the, the distracted. They lose outright as a double-digit <laughs> yeah. favorite for the second straight year. I mean, I, I actually bet NC Central, but uh, the confidence contest took a major hit, to say the least with a 14 point favorite losing, but uh, yeah, in the chat, yellow snowman UTSA stung on Friday. Yeah. A lot of UTSA money. And I think they were the right side. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, you know, but you know, Troy defense, they do a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, there's some smoke and mirrors there with their offense, you know, not being that good and defense gives up yards, but you got down the red zone and UTSA just couldn't convert. Uh, I know you're tweeting about it. Troy's defense. Uh, great first year, but some raw. At Troy didn't get enough love for what he did for sure, in year for one sure. 12 wins. I agree. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, just the tackling on that defense. I have, uh, I mean, some of the, it looked like, uh, you know, I heard some people make this, like, it looked at times like, like a, you know, a mid tier SEC defense with, with the tackling and the athlete and the, yeah. like, the trouble they gave you. So, and that, I mean, that, that was the, like, the, in the biggest games that they played this year, the defense gave up virtually nothing uh, against, you know, to basically win the Sun Belfers in Mobile, uh, holding South Alabama to six points. And then, and yeah. then in that game, you know, Frank Harris uh, probably had his worst game, uh, you know, in college. Uh, and so, I mean, that was a game that obviously either UTSA wasn't opting out or wasn't trying. I mean, they were, they were all in in that one. Um, and, and 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I thought UTSA was, you know, technically the right side. Troy just just made the play. So, uh, yeah, I think that was my favorite bowl game of the season so far, definitely. So, and as you've said, I think the G5 game, there there's, tends to be at least these early in the season ones, uh, a little bit more effort, uh, a little yeah. less opt-outs, a, a lot more uh, entertainment value, uh, as opposed to some of the Power 5 teams that, you know, if, if you're going to one of these who gives a damn bowls and, and, and you've got a dozen opt-outs, uh, it's, it's looking like quite a slog for depending on the, you know, the, the, the guys, I mean, that, that is not some of those, these power five teams are not putting a great product on the field. Let me ask you this. Uh, are they better served just opting out of the bowl game? Do we start seeing that? Not players. I'm talking the team just declines the bowl invitation. Cause I'll, I'll tell you this, Florida would have been best served. Uh, using last weekend uh, as a recruiting weekend because they lost some recruits. Uh, that uh, you know, instead they're playing a bowl, a meaningless bowl game, getting crushed on national TV, which didn't help the optics. I I think we start seeing maybe some teams just declining bowl bids. No, it's, I, I agree, and it's like, what is the future of, of of the bowls? You know, look like here with so many guys, uh, you know, with the new portal and stuff, and like as you're saying, you know, it used to be a thing where oh, we're going to get all these extra practices uh, and that, but if half the team is not going to be there next year, yeah. like what does that do for, I mean, the guys who are playing for Florida, how many of those guys are going to be on the field next year? So who gives a damn if they're getting uh, extra pay? And with the spring practice and the stuff, I mean, a lot of that, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't know if it justifies the the means. And none of these bowls are making, like, none of these grand bowls are making money. The, the, the stadium's 10% full, uh, you know, yeah. tossing the team to go. Like, I agree. And this is with the early signing period, uh, you got to be, I mean, you could lose a, you know, a handful of recruits here if you're not on top of things. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I get for the G5 programs, uh, it still seems to be, you know, a meaningful thing but for some of these, you know, the, the teams that especially that, that, you know, kind of want to hold themselves to a higher standard, like a Florida, it just, it, it seemed like they're like, well, what, what, I mean, what are we even doing here? So. I do want to met Crestman in the comments. Uh, Frank Gore Jr. I yeah, oh, I will be forever Frank. indebted to Frank Gore Jr. for that bowl win. A lot of <laughs> a lot of money on Southern Miss, and it'll be interesting to see if he stays at Southern Miss or he hits the portal. He uh, tweet? No, he did. I mean, this could be a you know when you're you're celebrating, you're all lathered up celebrating after that. He said, "I'm coming back," but uh, I mean, listen. If he wants, if they want, you know, maybe they cut him a nice nil check and he comes back. But uh, I think he would be, you know. He's a guy who could uh, hit the portal and have uh, a lot of suitors if uh, if he wanted to do so. Doesn't have great size, but he's got the pedigree, obviously, with his dad. He's extremely versatile, catch the ball in the backfield. He's played quarterback, could throw it with that, that you know jump pass and whatnot. Uh, and obviously can't argue with a guy that runs for a bull record 340 yards. So, uh, yeah, he could be in demand, uh, could, could get some money. Uh, I know this is a betting show, but I, I like it that it's college football and we get in the weeds a little bit, especially with a few games here to talk about the next week. Wade in the chats. Uh, thoughts on the Dante Moore news today? Oh, big flip, baby. Flip miss. It is flip miss. Uh, so if you're watching this and don't follow recruiting, Dante Moore is a five-star recruit, going to be signing uh, for, for the upcoming season. He uh, was at or committed to Oregon in July. Just flipped to UCLA. It is the, arguably the highest rated recruit. You know, UCLA's hey, he's right up there, at least with Josh Rosen as one of the highest rated recruits UCLA's ever had. So big surprise there. Uh, you know, the tea leaves are saying that when yeah. he was leaning that way the last week. But uh, 
yeah, kudos for UCLA. That's probably this. I know Schlee from Kent State transferred there, but Dante Moore's their starting quarterback week one next year, in my opinion. I agree. And you know what? I, I think, I mean, we've talked about him on the show a few times because uh, he's from, from the area right around here, but I think he's better than Arch Manning. Uh, I think he's the best. Oh, my God. If, it, if, if it's Arch Smith instead of Arch Manning, he's a four-star, <laughs> not a five-star. I, I think he, uh, you know, he, he's the best quarterback prospect uh, to, to come out of this area in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, I think you saw, I, you know, you saw with the Bo Nicks coming back and, and Dillingham leaves, they open the door, and you sell it. Chip has the track record with Dorian Thompson-Robinson of, like, He'll throw you in there. He's going to fly. I mean, yeah. I agree with you. I know Schley transferred there, but I, I, I agree. I think he, they told him that, you know, hey, we'll give you the job. And, uh, you know, word on the street, he got the, uh, quite the uh, the nice – I mean, you know, <laughs> when Michigan was recruiting him, uh, we had talked about on the show of, like, he started doing this visit tour, and where did he go? He went to Miami. He went to LSU. He went to Texas A&M. So went, and then they went to Oregon. So those are four schools that tell me that, uh, you know – you're, you're looking for a little bit more than culture fit, uh, you know. You, so um, I think he I think that was a big part of it for him. And you know, hey, when you're when you're a top ten recruit and a, a quarterback right now, seven figures easy is the going oh, yeah. rate. So uh, hey, and especially you never know what happens in college or any of that. So get your money now. Uh, I, uh, I, I give them I give them all the props. Last question before we start uh, getting to bowl games. Any clue on where Grayson McCall lands? Trip in the chat. Uh, I was thinking Auburn was the early leader there. Uh, I mean, obviously the possibility he follows his coach to Liberty. What are you hearing there? Yeah, I, I had heard some Auburn rumors as well. Um, uh, I think he he kind of – there was some word that he actually turned down a, a, a kind of a, a reasonably sizable deal from Coastal for one more year. Uh, he's oh, a wow. guy who I actually think um, – I don't know what his NFL future looks like. So, I mean, that's a guy who should be like, well, like how Frank Harris did. I mean, that's a guy you want to get your money for your last, you know, year in college or so. Cause I, I don't right. know if he's, uh, you know, you know, got a, got a big future at the next level. So I think that's kind of playing into, uh, he should have a couple of high bidders there from the SEC. I know Florida's, you know, been really trying to shop around. Uh, it depends. You've got a couple of quarterbacks still at that level, you know, the Hudson cards and that, that are, they're looking for a suitor and probably, uh, you know, comparing offers so yeah we'll we'll see i think auburn probably leader in the clubhouse at the moment and auburn uh not not afraid to shell out some uh some of the, the some of the bags so uh, yeah i think that would be a uh you know probably a, a pretty good fit for Hugh Freeze. yeah certainly uh you know w- would be a, a similar system to what he ran uh with chadwell so uh we'll take a look at that obviously that'll catch the eye as we start evaluating teams for the upcoming season Let's talk about tomorrow, though, because there are a couple bowl games tomorrow, starting with the Potato Bowl in Boise, Idaho. We got Eastern Michigan at San Jose State. San Jose State favored by four, 52 and a half. I'll tell you, my original thought process was a lean towards Eastern Michigan in this one. Uh, I took them plus four and a half, got down to what, three and a half? It sat at three and a half for about a week or so. We've seen a little bit of money come in on San Jose State here. I just I, – I can't put a finger on what happened to San Jose State in the middle of the season. This is a team that's failed to cover the spread in their last six games. They haven't been close against the spread. It's by an average of like 11 points per game. Typically, people are going to say, well, it's great by a low spot, reset. But I, I just – I don't know. I think Eastern Michigan is fired up. They haven't won a bowl game since 1987. They've been close in these three or four bowl games under Chris Creighton, not last year, obviously. But uh, I'm leaning Eastern Michigan. What say you? 
No, I'm with you. There was actually I, we got same uh, same thought process. I, I saw four and a half was uh, around town here, uh, so went and grabbed some of that. Um, still, you know, a circus still got a four. I agree. I thought you, you it was a great statement of like, what the hell happened to San Jose State? That it's a team that I actually bet uh, to win the Mountain West after after a few weeks of the season. Looked good, thought, and yeah, October. looked good. Thought they were thought they could contend. Just fell off a cliff, uh, and it wasn't really like injury driven or any of that. They had a couple injured, but nothing like super significant. And just they're like they were they were like scraping by to bet Hawaii down the stretch here, losing every game. I don't know. Does a month off give them a little bit of time to to reset here? Um, I don't know. I mean, I always listen. Do I do I love the thought of backing like a mid tier MAC team in a bowl game that's not no. first like uh, UConn? Then uh, then no, I don't. But uh, I mean, I I, I just. I, I I thought four and a half was a little value. I kind of like oh this numbers the the totals come down a bit. I kind of I'm I'm leaning over here. I'm actually was waiting to see if uh, some fifty one would pop. I don't know if it'll get that low, but uh, I'm gonna play some over here uh, before popping to see how low it goes. Uh, looks like fifty two's the the bottom right now. Um, but again, these are two teams that uh, not, not don't weren't playing a lot of defense this year. Uh, don't have a lot of talent on the defensive side either one of them. Uh, I think we could see a little bit of open. And as you mentioned there, these aren't teams that are like, eh, you know, playing the the third stringers here. I think this is a game that both teams will want to win. So lean over, uh, lean Eastern Michigan at four. Don't, I I get it's one of the like mid season. I would have been like, oh, San Jose is going to bury this team. Then, then, then I I can't, I can't put a finger on exactly all all the things that, that happened down the stretch, but um, you just got to go with, uh, you know, Hey, wait, what happened? So it wasn't like a one week, hiatus where they look bad it was like the last six games so yeah emu and the over for me yeah i mean that's pure speculation on my part but uh the slide happened right coincided right around the time that they unfortunately lost one of those uh you know one of their players died i mean he wasn't you know a starter but he might have been a, you know a locker room guy might have disrupted a locker room so who knows there that might have had an impact let's talk the other game uh tomorrow toledo liberty uh liberty taking a little bit of money here uh FOP, uh, you know, gave out Liberty today. I was a little surprised by that, but uh, Toledo laying three and a half here, total 53. Uh, I have not really bet the game too much. I do want to lean with Toledo, though, believe it or not. I just, I mean, right now I'm in the position where I kind of want to fade almost all interims. I just think there's substitute teacher effect. We saw, I mean, Liberty waved the white flag on the season after the Arkansas win. I mean, their last three games, they went 0-3. Uh, straight up and against the spread. They were favored by double digits in all three games. They lost all three. And how about New Mexico State? Uh, that game, put that in historical uh, context. They failed to cover the spread against New Mexico State by 59 points. That's the worst. 59. I mean, not a typo. 59 points. Favored by 24. Lose by 35. Uh, I looked back through it. I'm like, how bad is that? It's the worst performance by in any game by any college team in four years. I went back to 1990. It's one of the top 10 worst performances, you know, compared to expectations that being the spread. So I don't know. I can't bet on that team. I, I, I just, people are going to say, Hey, buy low. I, I don't know. But with that being said, I don't have a bit. It's just a lean for me. Cause Jason Cannell sucks in bowl games. He just sucks period, especially as a favorite. Uh, nobody does less with more than him. I know they're off a of Mac championship, but. Uh, that's the only reason I'm leaning Toledo. I'm just not a big fan of, of Jason Candle. What say you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have any action on this one. I, I agree. I saw our friend of the show tailgate ten here played some Liberty. I, I again, this one like 
there's so many unknowns for me. Like it, it just raw number. If if I knew Liberty, like everybody was, you know, healthy and going to show up, uh, should Toledo be minus three and minus four? No, but as you said, uh, coach leaves, not sure who's going to be in, in, you know, playing in the quarterback rotation. How many guys here are just mailing it in or, and, and hitting the portal? They've got some portal opt outs already. How many guys are, you know, planning to leave or, or following through? Like, there's just so much here uh, that that like it doesn't doesn't want to draw me here to a, to a liberty position even if even if just looking at the number um, here and as I said like Toledo I, I think this is one I'll have it's a night game we'll have it on um, if I get a you know a sense early uh, of looking either way and, and want to get involved live that that would be the the look for me but I, I just don't want to get involved in this one pregame. Agree. I think you know liberty possibly. You know, not being there, that's priced in. I mean, that I think pure raw numbers, I think before the slide, obviously would have had Liberty favored in this game. Yeah. And if we're talking middle of November, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't want too much on that one. This one, though, I am intrigued because let's go down to New Orleans on Wednesday. Uh, we got the New Orleans Bowl uh, there in the Superdome. We have your fighting Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh, however you say that, uh, South Alabama, they're by four and a half against Western Kentucky. We've seen this line move all over the place uh, due to the in and out status of Reed, the quarterback for Western Kentucky. He's hitting the transfer portal. He has second thoughts or he must have gotten an, a decent NIL, NIL deal. Now he's back playing. I like South Alabama here. So uh, I'll let you and, and see if you can confirm, but I like South Alabama quite a bit. They're just a damn consistent team. I mean, 10 and 2. Their two losses are by a combined five points, you know, against UCLA on a last second field goal against a damn good Troy team. On top of it, Western Kentucky, yeah, Reed's coming back and playing. There's a hell of a lot more other opt outs, several defensive players, a couple of offensive linemen that aren't going to get properly priced into this line. You know, I like South Alabama. I question, you know, Western Kentucky if they're locked in here. I was going to say, you think you're going to have to talk me into South Alabama? I don't think so. so I, I, you, all you had to say was South Alabama, and I'm clicking the button. Uh, but I agree. I think a couple of it, like two, you said of the strengths of the the Sun Belt so far and yeah. how good the, the conference has looked versus uh, a Western Kentucky team that, again, I mean, that that is just like college football in 2022 bowl season right there of like the read ops out. Then there's like, where's he going? Oh, he doesn't find anywhere. He comes back. The, the line's moving like just all over the place. I mean, this opened up like pick and the earliest line that got up to over touchdown now back to four. I'm with you. I, I think at, uh, at four or, or better, uh, it would be a South Alabama to me. I've, I've been on both sides here, uh, just playing some news. Uh, but I think I'll, I'm going to was waiting to see how good of a number we could get before post here uh, on South Bama to, to then double dip and add more uh, to that position. But I agree. It's a Western Kentucky team that, you know, I, I think they they took advantage of some very uh, porous defenses uh, in Houston, like to to kind of you know inflate some of those numbers. They started off slow, hit a mid stretch here, um, but uh, again, I, I think you've got a, a you know kind of a significant talent delta, especially with the, with the opt outs on Western Kentucky here. And it's as you said, it, it's a South Bama South Bama team that that was that was legit all year and, and just couldn't put a drive together in the second half for Troy to catch all our numbers here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that one that one still stings, but hey, uh, yeah, that would be the side I'm looking at. Um, um, I'm just kind of waiting to see if we can get a little better than four here to to reinvest in South Bama. Agree. Uh, I'll tell you what you want if you want to see a meltdown, 
for me, if Marshall doesn't cover this spread, I'm gonna be fucking pissed, man. It's I'm getting a little funny right here. I think I, uh, ain't the second half here. Uh, Marshall, uh, you know, had already uh, thought they were holding the trophy here of the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and they they're ready to hit the beach. So yeah, I, I it's getting a little, I, I am, uh, a little sweat. I am in much more than I should be. Uh, late nine and a half at a dumb opener. Uh, and also, I would be in sole possession of first place in the Nugget contest with a Marshall cover here. So I'm, I'm going to be pretty upset. If I get frazzled a little bit, that, that'll be the reason why. <laughs> no quitting this Jim Morrity. I was at, like, I, I looked at when it was 14. Like, oh, my God, this UConn team. Like, I was looking at the live line, like, eh, 23 and a half. Oh, oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Utah pick or a UConn pick. Uh, Listen, uh, I to throw out the record books when Jim Mora's in a bowl game, baby. Uh, there, there but let, let's keep going before you totally, uh, yeah, you know, you, you really come unglued here. Fair enough. Let's talk <laughs> Thursday. Let's move along. Armed Forces Bowl. A lot of money coming down in Air Force here. Baylor's down to 443 and a half. I'll just leave, you know, is there something I don't know? Was there an opt out for Baylor? Why all the money on Air Force here? Oh, totally, totally weather driven. So this was what I got oh, well, uh, all right. got sent last night that uh, the the forecast where it was uh, in old Fort Worth was double. Uh, depending on which, uh, you, listen, some of these like the trashy weather apps. You don't want to you want to use like the best data you can. But it looked like there was going to be like sustained twenty twenty five prime winds with gusts up to forty. Um, so uh, that I mean, that's the point where, like, usually you get anything over twenty twenty five, then that's significantly yep. affecting uh, the total there. And even I mean, dep- again, you're a few days out. It's wind. It's you know, time of the day too. It was dependent, so that can all change. But obviously, big move on the under due to the weather. Um, and I mean, triple option in a bowl team, uh, especially if the other teams are gonna have trouble passing. Uh, you get that. Though I, I will say though, this is one. You don't. It's already big. Like you don't want to be chasing that at this point now. If you if you're watching the show, uh, the the move's already baked in. The, it's already come down. Like it, it would be too late. If anything, to me, if if it dips a little low, like if I'm getting a, a Baylor at, at three or a, you know a low forties total, I, I would kind of be inclined to potentially look the other way as if this gets a little lower. So, um, but yeah, just a uh, could be a little windy there in Fort Worth. Fair enough. Appreciate that. Uh... I Eileen Baylor. I think David Randall have a game plan uh, to, to defend the option. So uh, I I know they'll be uh, compromised passing, but yeah, I I kind of lean Baylor there. But uh, I I was wondering what 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 the hell had happened. I thought it was just an opt out. I thought, well, why the hell is Shapen uh, opting out, or is he transferring out? Uh, speaking of transfers, real quick in the chat, uh, Dane in the chat, uh, Drew Pine going to Arizona State yeah, to be the backup. He will be the starter. Alert. Uh, yeah, I was going to say with uh, Mr. Uh, Burgett there, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> if you can get a free degree at Arizona State with the women that yeah. are at Arizona State, I'm, I'm not going to ch- shame anybody for choosing that, even to go to the backup. So, yeah, I if you're a red blooded American male, I mean, Arizona State's in your top five. <laughs> if you just, I mean, I'm telling you, I've been on the campus several times. It's it's a little different. And I was, I did not, not like Drew Pine's got a big NFL future anyway. So go, go, go enjoy the college life, son. Yeah. Uh, talk uh, Friday, Independence Bowl. Houston, Louisiana, Lafayette. Houston up to seven. Total 58 in that one. 
Uh, anything there that, you know, one thing I do want to mention real quick on Arizona state. I actually like what uh, Dillingham's doing there. I like his staff. So that's in the weeds, but uh, for a young guy, I thought he's put together a pretty smart staff, former head coaches, FCS coaches, local guys, like high school guys. I think, you know, for a young guy, I, I like what he's doing there. So that might be a buy team for me uh, this upcoming offseason, depending on what he can bring in transfer portal. Uh, Houston, Louisiana. Uh, anything here? I I haven't had anything yet. I'm probably looking, hopeful, hoping maybe a seven and a half. I'm a fade Houston. I think Holgerson's one of the worst bowl coaches. He is, in fact. I mean, the last 20 years, I think only Rod Carey from Northern Illinois and Temples has the worst ATS mark. Uh, so for me, I'm waiting. Louisiana plus the points is where I'm looking. What say you? Uh, I just, I can't, I like, I'm cannot believe what's happening in this game. I mean, like, it's no, unbelievable. This I, is just... right. like, I thought this was literally, I told somebody, I think this is going to be 45 zero at like one point in the first half. And now that's it. Um, I agree with you. I, I, I was kind of waiting for a seven and a half to pop. It looks like a couple of seven and a half are out there. Um, I, I don't I'm, like, there's, there's nothing again. I don't think it's a great, it's, I wish Houston was playing somebody, uh, some of the other Sun Belt teams than uh, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, who, who I, you know was pretty uh, significantly faded on this year. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, again, now that it's got up to a touchdown, seven and a half. Um, I just, I, I that circuit was seven and a half. That worries me that they're the one booking yeah. at seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's a what I know when the when the with the show sponsors the sharpest bucks, the only seven and a half trading out there. That makes me a little bit more hesitant, but. Um, that's the only side I could play now. Now that it's got it got across seven, um, I just Holgerson. Do I think he's going to get his? He you know he had some coach quotes very similar to uh, to SMU, um, who I know a couple of people who I bet with were in SMU, and I was just like, I do not trust this SMU deal. Like I think BYU could show up and just run Wildcat, which is essentially what they did. Uh, and be, I, I have like I don't trust Holgerson and his prep and his and his ability to get these teams uh, like his team up. Um, and it, it, it's not like this, this major talent delta here between that. So, uh, yeah, it'd be seven and a half. Nothing for me. I haven't fired yet, but that would be the, the side I'm looking at. Agree. Uh, he's high variance, man. I could see Houston winning this game by 35 or losing by 21. I just, oof, that guy, I, he's not a, I'm not a fan of this. I'll put it that way. Uh, speaking of being a fan, I am a fan typically of Dave Clawson and Wake Forest. Not a fan of how they, Finish the season. Gasparilla Bowl, Tampa, next Friday. Wake Forest, only a one-point favorite now. Missouri's taking a little bit of the money. I'm part of the Missouri money. Yeah. I mean, call me square, but, you know, generally speaking, um, there's been some Sam Hartman rumors. Probably this is the last game for him as a starting quarterback for Wake Forest, whether he goes to transfer portal, which I think will be the case, or he goes to the NFL draft. On top of it, generally speaking, I mean, I got an SEC team getting points against an ACC team. Give me the SEC team. So, um, even with some opt-outs from Missouri, and they got some key ones, especially on defense and their leading wide receiver. I'm going to lean the Tigers. What say you? Yeah, I'm with you. I played some Tigers. I was at. I was hoping for like the uh, the the Hartman like portal or, or NFL, you know, and then you don't know, be really looking good. But it does look like he's going to play. Fortunately, uh, and then I thought we'd be sitting real pretty. But um, I, I just you know Missouri hung around like outside of the the Tennessee game. They, they played a lot of people tough this year. Um, I think the defense was better, and their their yep. whole basically like Missouri for them to hit is like, can they run the football? Because Brady Cook is it, not an efficient passer, not a great passing team whatsoever. And I think they can do it on this Wake Forest defense. Uh, you know, one of the softer defense. I mean, not, not like they've been known for defense ever. Um, 
but it's one of the, the you know, the softer defenses in the, the ACC. And so I think Missouri's whole game plan is, is have a relatively good defense, um, win in the trenches on both sides and be able to run the ball. And that, that kept them uh, in a number of games this year, won a number of games this year using that formula. And I think it works here. So yeah, it was, um, I, I was hoping uh, with no Hartman to have like a, you know, a, a big bomb banger on Missouri, but, but now it's just, you know, kind of a, a normal play for now. Fair enough. Let's move along. Hawaii bowl Christmas Eve. Great tradition. Fond memories of, uh, Houston and Hawaii playing uh, 20 years ago in, in, a, in one of the best games in history. If you, if you don't believe me, it's a three-overtime game. It's very exciting. There's a major brawl at the end of the game. Uh, Houston Hawaii Bowl. Look at yeah, look at that one. Uh, in this one, not that great of a matchup as far as I'm concerned. Middle Tennessee, San Diego State. I'm part of the San Diego State money. I lean Aztecs. Obviously, you know, with it up to a key number of seven. I'm not wild about it now, but I think generally speaking, Middle Tennessee. They have that big marquee win. I mean, still to this day, the biggest upset in college football for this season, 25 and a half point underdogs. They beat Miami easily. And after that point, they covered two of their last eight games. So I just thought they got over uh, too much credit for what ended up being a very bad Miami team. And San Diego State started figuring some things out at the end of the season. I look at that, you know, what do we think of San Diego State if they hold on to that double digit lead against Fresno? Uh, might be thinking a little bit better than, than what we did, but I thought they played all right. I know Air Force got them at the end, but uh, you know they won five of their last seven games. I just think they're more accustomed to being on the islands. Uh, it is a unique trip. They, they regularly make that trip, so lean Aztecs for me. Yeah, I'm with – I mean, I was on uh, some really early numbers here, uh, getting down as much as I could. Also played some over when it was at like 46 and a half, 47. Yep. Looks like the over is actually steaming a little bit right now as, as we speak here. Um, honestly, I still think 48 is okay. I mean, they were kind of uh, an over by team in the second half. I think Miss Middleton State team is, is brutal. Uh, so I, I agree. Honestly, even this is one of the ones that even with the move, I'd still lean them at seven. Um, uh, obviously in, invested a number of times at a number of different numbers already, but even would still lean that way. Um, I agree. I, I think they were, you know, a, a kind of a melt versus Fresno uh, away from, you know, getting, could, 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 I mean, this is a team that could have been Mountain West champs here uh, if they if they don't let that get away. So um, yeah. They, and the, the switch to Maven at quarterback, uh, the offense was a lot more explosive. He adds a running element. Um, and again, their defense is still pretty good. I just, I, again, it, it's a combination of a team that that was a second half by team versus a team that I think is absolutely brutal, Middle Tennessee State. So yeah, uh, lean the seven there. Still like the the over if you can get that. It's, looks like uh, one forty eight, one or two forty eight, still around there. I'd still yeah, play Circus that Sports. That must be uh, the Colorado feed there with reduced juice forty eight. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with that over. Uh, one more bowl game, and then we'll open it up and see. Uh, we'll talk some of the other bowl movements and stuff and see if there's anything that uh, Kanish likes as a best bet. In your neck of the woods, quick lane bowl next uh, uh, Monday. What it, time you? What time's your flight landed? I'll uh, <laughs> yeah. pick you up It will here. be landing sometime that week, but not in time for, to, to catch this unbelievable <laughs> matchup. I mean, I Good would be glued. still available for this one if you can get your one. Really? Oh, I thought they would have sold out in 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> Bowling Green against New Mexico State. Look, two good stories, two good teams that are probably excited to be in a bowl game. I st- I mean, I still have New Mexico State as a bottom 10 team in my power rings, and Bowling Green's right on the cusp there, so not a sexy matchup. Although Bowling Green's taking a ton of money. I mean, that early number with New Mexico State favored was just a bad number. Although I bet numbers, not teams, 
at three and a half, four, even at circa. Yeah. I would, I would lean to, if that was the opening line, like I'm, you know, circa, you know, four and a half at pro line. Holy cow. If that was the number that I saw as the opener, I, I, I would have bet New Mexico state. So uh, I made it BG three. Uh, I don't, you don't have to worry about weather conditions. I know the Bowling Green slow play, you know, sl- slow paced, but New Mexico state started getting their offense going at the end of the season. I kind of lean over to what say you. Oh my God. I can't believe like, uh, if, if you're, if you're in, you know, Albuquerque and you, you're making a winter trip to Detroit here for the bowl season, I, I think, I think they would have, you know, like lost that game versus Liberty on purpose instead. Uh, I, 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 I agree. Like at, at this point, like there's the only side you could, you could bet here is New Mexico state. I think at four and a half, uh, that's kind of, I don't know if it'll get there, but that'd be where I'd buy, uh, on New Mexico state. There were some, some bad openers here on, on the, you know, the total that was like, the fifties. Um, and I agree that that's steamed down now, uh, to even 47. So if anything, it'll, it'll be a little look here. Uh, if I can catch a four and a half on New Mexico state for a small play, but I, I'd be lying if, if I was, uh, you know, re- really wanting to, to invest too heavily in this game, um, outside of, uh, you know, maybe be doing the, you know, live halftime show with you on, on the 50 yard line, uh, you know, with, with all 65 people that are going to be here in attendance for this one. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the, we, we ended up with this game here in the lovely Detroit, but, um, it's, uh, it's one that, I mean, at least two thirty on the day after Christmas, what, what would you rather be doing than the New Mexico state Bowling Green? Yeah, pull behind the curtain. I think uh, I think my parents might go to the game. No, no the me, I was gonna I was, I, hey, <laughs> tell them, uh, you know, I, hey, we we can uh, we can get them some good seats. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bet. Oh, trip in the chat. You said Albuquerque. It is Las Cruces. Las Cruces. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, I got I'm getting my new, you know New Mexico, uh, you know, uh, uh, state school cities mixed up. Believe it or not, I drove through Las Cruces this summer. It isn't that bad. I, I visited the stadium. I do believe it. I saw yeah. your summer tour. Yeah, I, I went through it and uh, wasn't bad. Like I went to the stadium, like this isn't bad at all. So I I was expecting the dump, and I liked it so qu- quite a bit. Uh, so I'm glad that they're in a bowl game. They're looking for uh, their second bowl win, I think, since 1960. So they'll be fired up. Uh, lean them, uh, but but I did originally bet BG. Is there anything? Let me mention a couple of big bull line movements here. Uh, did you bet on the news of you know obviously Bryce Young and, and uh, you know the defensive player? I can't even think of his freaking name. Uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Thank you. Uh, that news. Did you roll with the tide? I was already on the tide, believe it or not. So uh, I, I think Alabama crushes Kansas State. Am I being too square there? Yeah, you know, I, tr- I wasn't able to get uh, a full fill there when the news dropped because, you know, books were pretty on top of that. So, with you know, tried to grab. So I think I ended up with, like, the best number. I was four. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I-, I-, I would lean that. I mean, I'm I'm shocked, to be honest with you. Like, I, I-, I would have laid uh, a good price that neither of those guys would have played. Um, but, yeah, that's one now that, uh, I mean, I-, I think we said it, you know, on one of the shows, like, if, you know, Alabama on a neutral was, you know, minus five and a half, minus six versus Kansas State with everybody playing, it'd be short. Well, now it looks like everybody's playing. So outside of a couple of receivers that are hitting the portal. So, yeah, uh, I, I would agree with you. I, I'd still lean Bam at this one. I got one for you that is still oh. still current that I like very much. That, honestly, when the bowl season first started, I thought it would have been on the other side. But 
what is this? What is the actual name of this stupid bowl here? Uh, the ReliaQuest Bowl. Anyway, Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida, Mississippi State, Illinois. I, I actually, uh, once some word came down of, of who's not playing for Illinois, uh, I bet some Mississippi State plus two and a half here. I bet more plus two. There's still a dog in the market everywhere. One, even a couple of two still out there. One and a half, two. You had Illinois' best corner, first-round corner, Devin Witherspoon opt out. You had one of their best safeties, Sidney Brown opt out. I think Chase Brown, Sidney's brother, obviously Illinois uh, running back, is going to opt out. And potentially uh, one of the, the Illinois insider was saying a couple other guys on the defense who are NFL prospect, prospects God. opting out. So that's – and they've got a left tackle that I think is NFL prospect. So it's an Illinois t- – now, and you go to the other side of the ball – Apparently, from from the Mississippi State side, we, you know, with the leech, they, they want to win one for leech. All that. Apparently, everybody's playing. Even uh, Emmanuel Forbes, who's their first round corner, apparently he's in. I don't think anybody's opting out. They have this, you know, we we want to get together and, and win it for coach. So I think you've got the angle that and you're going to get a locked in Mississippi State again. Just normally like the air raid. Do, do, do I like the back in bowl games? No, but information changes. Illinois, uh, you know, I, you could see. I mean. At least we know three of their best players aren't going to play. Could be up to six of their best players not going to play. Flip to Mississippi State side. Looks like everybody's going to be in. Uh, and, and you've got the, you know, the win one for Leach angle there. So I like Mississippi State uh, as a dog. And I like it quite a bit. And I still like it at, at the current number. So uh, anything there? Yeah, my dumbass bet, Illinois. Uh, I like it. But I agree with you on the open. Like, I, I was totally with you. Like, when, when this first dropped. It was an Illinois play. It was, you know, like Illinois. I, I think they're going to be able to, you know, run the ball. They're deep. And then as as things changed here, um, you know, I, I thought I had heard some some Mike Leach help. I just thought he wasn't going to coach in the game. And then, unfortunately, he, he passes away. So it, you've got like a total kind of shift in 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 kind of the, the – and you, you got to be flexible this bowl season. So I was agree with you. It was Illinois early for me. Um, but but I, I flipped over to now, uh, to now being on the cowbell side. I don't disagree with current information. Uh, the reason I played it, not only was I leaning towards Illinois, fading Mike Leach in a bowl game, extra time to prep, he's terrible as a bowl coach yep. for his offense. Uh, there was also going down, I mean, if you remember one of the key players at the transfer portal, and there was that locker room issues, a couple players at the transfer portal for him uh, and uh, got after Mike Leach a little bit uh, because there was a secret recording. So, I mean, I played off of all that news, but the news has been – I think all one-sided since, and the one-sided being that it's been pro Mississippi State. So I do not disagree now. If you want to make it a best bet, I I am not going to disagree with current info. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting on, like, the, the Chase Brown said he was still deciding, and he's one of those guys, like, uh, I know we, you know, we say running back stone, but, I mean, I would put him in, like, the Blake Corm category of what he, you know, me, and even more so because there's no Donovan Edwards on, on, on Illinois. So if he doesn't play um, – I would say I'm okay. You know, I guess I fired now. I'm okay playing it now. But I think Mississippi State, especially if Chase Brown is out. Uh, yeah, they'll close, close favored. Yes, for sure. Lock that in. I'm not going to disagree with current in news. And I think that's an important lesson. As news changes, and I kind of told people this, I mean, look, I, I bet a you know, fourth of these bets, I'll probably be on different sides, not only because crossing through key numbers, but different information. We got – a month almost, uh, you know, in this particular game's on January 2nd, a month in between games with different inf- information, you'd be an idiot not to, you know, not to, you know, oh, I'm going to stick to my guns, stick to my guns. I can't be like that. So uh, I agree. I, I don't disagree with that one. Any other ones catching your eye? Uh, 
as we're doing this, Florida State's taking some steam. I agree with that. Uh, I bet them early in the process. That line, in my opinion, probably closes 10. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you on the Mike Leach stuff. You know, the only concern there is calling the plays offensively. Uh, That would be my only concern there. But uh, anything else catching your eye here? There's a little uh, the the word on the street is that uh, Mr. Dorian Thompson Robinson and Charbonnet are both going to sit for UCLA. Um, yeah. Do I love the pit? Do, you know, I, I, again, I bet some pit uh, based on based on getting that info. Um, again, this is one where now Slovis is out. I think uh, you know Pitt's best defenders out. Uh, I, I probably, heard a band of Canada opted out today. Yeah, yeah. Running so back. It, it's like. You got a bunch of opt-outs on both sides here. Um, I'd still lean Pitt at at three and a half. I think, um, you know, it's kind of, I can see, like, can they line to play a little bit more defense, you know, running there. Um, But, you know, it kind of went from a, a, you know, a real strong Pitt play for me to now the opt-outs on both sides. The under's already taking some money. So I'd still lean Pitt at the three and a half or four. Um, But, uh, you know, not as as bullish as I could have been – if Pitt had a few more guys playing unders moved, you know, five plus points. What, what's your thoughts on the under? I don't think it's done moving. I think I could see a closing 52. I can't, I'm watching you kind of get inside the red zone here as uh, oh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's why, you know, I, I thought and when I put it in, I, you know, I was getting some C I knew I was going to get some CLV, but I just do not trust Charles Huff and Marshall. I mean, beat Notre Dame, lose to Bowling Green. I mean, just consistently, you just you don't know what you're getting with them. You don't, I, I th- and just bolsey. I think this is is a good case for bolsey. I do more like middling and and a little bit more of like the old uh, you know the, the the spanky top down approach in bowl season than I normally do. If I'm gonna be exposed on a side, it's gonna be lighter than than I normally am, just because it, it's really <laughs> you really don't know what you're gonna get. It's I mean this it's is a game that. I've, I don't know. I mean, this could have been like a, a 35 point game in the first half. And now you got in the red zone. I mean, trying to make it a one score game. So not, uh, it's not only the first half. I mean, Marshall went right down their throats. The opening drive of the third quarter took up five minutes, 28, nothing. What at any point said Connecticut could come. Could they score? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I thought this was going to be like, yeah, a 42, nothing game. And now they're, uh, yeah, this is a, Man. If the live line was 35 something at that, I wouldn't have bet Connecticut at that point. I mean, I was thinking 42 nothing. I agree. Yeah. So uh yeah, this is just a wild one. So uh yeah, we'll see here if uh Marshall can hold up. But man, this is this is Bulls 22 in a nutshell, this game. Anything else that you got? Uh North Carolina overtaking a ton of money. <laughs> and I'm not gonna disagree with it with the opt-outs on their secondary. You got Drake May and Bo Nix locked in, so uh, don't disagree with that one. Uh, I'm just looking here. I just can't. I, I are we doing like, so best bet? Are we just going to do one best bet, or you want to do two? Uh, I mean, I, do you do you get feel strong? I don't. I don't have a, a too strong of an opinion on, on like the early games. This I'll lay four if we can find if Zach, our outstanding producer, could find me four on South Alabama. I'll own that one. I'll lay four. Yeah, I'm with that. If we can get four, I think DraftKings, Caesars, uh, Bet Online. I'm looking at it. Bookmaker. I'll lay four with South Alabama. That way, some we have some action we can talk about uh, when we do next week's show. Sounds good. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, real quick. I mean, we'll talk about this game. 
do you expect any movement on Georgia Southern Buffalo? I, again, I, I want to I forget Marshall for a second. I, I, I want to bet the Sunbelt against the Mac. So I, I guess we should wait and see if a three pops, but uh, I think Georgia Southern's the right side there. What say you? Yeah. I, I was, you were doing the same, the kind of lean in the same way there. Um, I Buffalo team that like significantly overperformed this year, especially their talent level, even in the Mac. Um, there you go, Marshall. They look uh, terrible down the stretch. I like, right. Like, like, like horrific, like miracle to beat Akron bad. Um, Georgia Southern, the only thing, I mean, I wish these, this is another one where, like, you wish the teams were playing other teams you could fake because it's, you know, like an air raid system in a bowl game. Uh, yeah. Again, didn't, but I agree. I, I think that would be the only side I could play would be Georgia Southern. Obviously, you said Sunbelt team, uh, Buffalo, like, super overvalued. So, yeah, it would be a Georgia Southern nothing for me. Uh, was kind of hoping to get a little bit cheaper, but we'll see. In the comments, real quick before we sign off here, trip. Do you guys think in-game betting is better in bulls than betting pre-flop? Uh, yeah, I think there's a good solid case of that. Although this Marshall game, I would have gotten crushed <laughs> if I was live betting. Uh, yeah, I think there's something to that, especially if you have a position that just looks dead wrong. Like I'll use the example of Florida. I took Florida plus 11. I mean, there wasn't, I wasn't feeling too comfortable. Uh, a little bit maybe just cause I, you know, I'm optimistic and at the, at the end of the half, but I mean, as soon as the second half started, I knew you knew that was dead in the water. So, yeah, if you want to get off positions, why not? Uh, I can see that. Uh, well, do, do you do a lot of in-game live betting? I, you know, a little bit more during bowl season, just because, like, as yeah. you said, like the, the, with the schedule, you're only getting one game at a time. There's not a, not a ton of other games to bet during it. So, just it, it kind of frees me up to to kind of focus in on on the game a little bit more. Uh, and there's a little bit more like liquidities out there with, with a lot of places posting Great the game that's on. So. Um, I, it's a little bit more available to be honest with you, though. I haven't like, there isn't a game so far where I was, you know, have, having a massive live position or anything on one side. So uh, hopefully the opportunity opens up for one of these, but, but as you said, like, this is one that I, I agree. If I, if I would have been, you know, if, if there would have been a cheaper Marshall number out there earlier in the game, oh God, I, I would have yeah. been way underwater here. So, uh, and I yeah. would have been betting, you know, probably the under too, when you get a big lead like that and you got one team that just can't do anything offensively. I mean, Marshall just runs the football. And I mean, I, I would have gotten crushed if I had a live bet this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thankfully, so. I'm going to thank <laughs> Rob and, and Alex and everybody out there for saving me. If I was doing this show, I probably would have been partaking in a little bit of it. So on a Monday afternoon with not much to do. Uh, anything else to wrap it up here? Um, No, I think that uh, I think that does it now. I'll give a crestman. Um, does Michigan hit? I, I, played- I don't think it gets that low. I don't I listen. I, I one shop uh got to a seven and I was actually able to get a uh a juice six and a half. Uh also played some seven. If you can get most places don't allow this these days, but if you can get like a seven minus 120, I would do that. I agree with you. Uh I think that that's probably as good as it gets. If anything, I think it trends back, uh trends back. Yeah, up. I think it goes back to where it started at nine nine ish. I yeah. I don't think it goes to ten, but I, I don't expect it to come down uh patrick real quick anyone releasing plays yeah there is a couple guys releasing plays right now that's why i'm getting a little antsy beside the besides the uh, connecticut marshall game so yeah there is somebody releasing plays that's a market influencer i uh, remember to hit the like button subscribe guys and as always uh you've been watching hit the books on the hammer betting network powered by circus sports you can bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips it's circus sports experience big at bets with the highest betting limits better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and more. 
Get your new bookie today at circusports.com. For Joey Kanish, for Zach Phillips, producer extraordinaire, I'm Brad Powers. You've just been watching Hit the Books. We'll talk to you next Monday.